Hi, I'm Ellen, and I want to know why they don't have a place in town where you can just have naps. You can just pay to lie in a bed for like half an hour, have a sleep, get up and go shopping. The world would be a better place. It's just an idea. Hi, I'm Jaslyn, and if high X was a sex position, I think it would be two people with their legs and arms stretched out intertwining their genitals in an X shape. So your arms are up high, making an X. <laughs> Why did you go to sex positions? Is it because you thought people would have sex in the nap beds? Yeah, just, you know, my mind. <laughs> and this is... High Expectations! Hi, Jaslyn. It's been a long time. It has been ages. <laughs> like, it actually it? has. Has it? It's been a while. Oh, it's the last time we hung out. I can't remember. Okay, it was like a few days ago. <laughs> Today we're going to cover a topic we've never covered before. Yeah, it's... Sex. Sex. No, <laughs> but childhood sex. <laughs> childhood Ch- sex misconceptions. Childhood misconceptions of sex. We're not going to talk about childhood sex. It's oh. what you thought sex was like when you were a child. Oh, yeah, true. Or what adults were doing when they were having sex. Okay. It's not going to land us in jail, this conversation, is it? Definitely not. We're totally safe on this one. <laughs> We're just laughing at our childhood selves and yeah. the ridiculous things we thought. Okay, so yeah. people have written in. You're going to tell a story? I'm going to tell a great story. I don't know if I actually have any stories, but I'll just be like, yep, these well, are some of the things I thought were sex. Yeah, you might relate to them. Yeah. Okay, should we get started? Maybe we'll save mine for later? Definitely. All right. Yours is finale. <laughs> I can also explain why I think it's so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is from our friend Iona, friend of the podcast, friend in real life. I do remember being about five or six and asking my big sister's friend something along the lines of, but what if he can't find where to put it in? Not really, they not really explained it. Well, they didn't really explain it, I guess that's trying to say. But I suspect it was along the lines of, you won't worry about that when you're older. <laughs> I, you do actually worry about that when you're older. I feel yeah. like that's a very legitimate thing. And the answer to that question is, you help him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Like, some dudes can't find it. Um, yeah. Mm. Just reach down, grab it, grab it in. Yeah. Like, you saves the awkwardness. Yeah. And then they might be like, thank you. But it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our friend Brandy... From the photography blog Brandy Sees says, I knew that the vagina and urethra were pretty close on the model they showed us on Sex Ed. When they showed us how to insert a tampon, I asked what happens if it goes in the wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens quite often where people think you have to put it in the urethra and they don't realize there's a much bigger hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I just can't do it. It's like, yeah, that's a very good reason for that. <laughs> Some people don't know that the urethra and the vagina are actually separate holes or cavities. Is that the right word, Kevin? Yeah. (laughs) And that's bizarre. It's like, dude, we don't pee out of our vaginas. Yeah, but... I feel like children often think that. Yeah. Well, children don't don't have that association with the vagina. Yeah. It's just like, this is pee comes from down there. Yeah, true. Liz from Sift, the podcast, History Pod. Um, I grew up in Texas. In, a, in an abstinence-only abstinence state where they told us some fucked things. 
One was that virginity was a gift, and if someone unwrapped that gift, it would be shitty to try and rewrap it for your big wedding day. Groans for 84 years. (laughs) (laughs) Megan from the subject tonight. Indiana is an abstinence-only state. Oh, okay. When it comes to sex ed, where would we even begin on the misconceptions? Our biggest one is probably that the average penis size is seven inches. <laughs> and stu- studies in my own state have shown that it's much closer to five and a half inches. Another was that semen would would whiten your teeth, so you should swallow, not spit. Of course, we teen girls learn stuff like this from idiot boys who also didn't get proper sexual education because that kind of stuff would just give us ideas. I love that teeth whitening thing. Because it's like, don't people want white teeth? Yeah. Maybe maybe it was more of a, a, a threat like, hey, you guys, you got to swallow us because you get white teeth and people know that you get blowjobs. I thought swallowing it would make your teeth white. That's what I got from that. Semen would whiten your teeth, so you should swallow, not spit. Yeah, but I thought, like, so the boys were telling them this with the encouragement that they swallow and not spit it out, because if they swallowed it, then their teeth would go whiter. No, if they spit it, the teeth would go whiter, because it's in in their mouth, touching their teeth. I don't know. Yeah, I can understand why that doesn't make any sense. Because you're swallowing it, it's not going anywhere near your teeth, but... That's what I thought the sentence structure was trying to say. I'm just, I'm just gathering from the syntax. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for you, man. Yeah, so these, yeah, abstinence-only education seems to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Because people are going to fuck and they don't know what they're doing. Yes, yeah, especially contraceptives. It's like in that movie, is it Mona Lisa Smile? And then, like, the nurse gives her condoms because she's, I guess, she, her, yeah, her idea is like, well, you're going to do it anyway, so you might as well be safe. And then she gets fired because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably very real and probably actually happened. But yeah, go ahead. Swallow, spit, what do you want to do? Your you teeth want- aren't going to go white, though. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not the misconceptions about semen. It's actually not a very good protein. Like, it offers you very little nutritional value. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. <laughs> Okay, Vanessa from Not Another X-Files podcast. Podcast. She says, well, there's the whole popping your cherry thing and how the hymen isn't actually up there. There's a misconception that it's high up inside the vagina. I don't know if people think it's a balloon, just that they think it's deeper inside. And there's been this idea for centuries that a woman is a virgin if your hymen isn't intact. But it's not always true. And there are forced vaginal tests done all around the world. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's a misconception in itself that the hymen is some kind of, like, barrier that you break through. Yeah, I mean, like, if you lost your virginity when your hymen was broken, that would mean you could lose your virginity riding a bike or a horse. Yeah. Both of which can stretch or break a hymen. Yeah. Or just living your life in Just living your life and moving ways. around, yeah. <laughs> camp on in, whatever. And it's not like a thing you snap through and break. It's just like bits of membrane that are kind of vaguely around that. Yeah, also, like, I've heard from some women that they've had that experience where it's incredibly painful and there is actually blood. But not all women experience that. And mm. But that was the understanding, you know, centuries ago where it was really, really important that you were a maid or a virgin when you got married. 
women would even fake it and fake blood being on the sheets afterwards <laughs> just so they like won't well either they'd had sex previously or um they hadn't but they were just so scared that if it, they didn't get blood on the sheets that they'd be accused of it yeah maybe being scared made them not that aroused anyway and then those kind of got from that yeah exactly i knew a girl who first time she ever tried to use a tampon somehow got it stuck in hymen tissue or something oh my gosh and she couldn't get it out she was all by herself oh it's so painful and so it's even worse than this she used a razor blade from her brother's razor this is black mirror all over again (laughs) this is some black mirror shit right here spoiler alert disgusting yes she had it out (laughs) moving on it's a gore fest okay Listen to my man. Take this one. <gasps> Men listen to us? Nah, yeah. kidding. I know. Hi, Brent. Do you reckon Brent will listen to this one? Does he listen to every episode? Yeah, hi, Brent. Hi, Brent. <laughs> he didn't seem to send any misconceptions, though. Dumb. He's just onto it, I guess. <laughs> All right, anonymous male. Take it away. When I was seven years old, and my younger brother was five, um, we asked our dad what sex was. He promptly and calmly explained that it was a man's penis going in and out of a woman's vagina and that people did this on beds. And he added, some people like to have sex in bathtubs. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's like snorts around. It's so ridiculous. Why add that? Because he did it again. Yeah. Like he enjoyed to do it in bathtubs. He thought By everyone way, did. Some people like bathtubs. Wink, wink. <laughs> Gross. A friend of mine likes bathtubs. <laughs> a very close friend. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This led me to think that about half of all sexual encounters took place in bathtubs, which I believed for years. <laughs> when my mum learned this conversation had happened, she asked us to tell her what we had learned. We, then we chanted in and out while thrusting our hips. She laughed and did not add anything to our lesson. She could have like at least explained the bathtub thing. So this is like a really great example of childhood misconceptions. It's just like one small thing when you're a kid. Yeah. Just makes a generalization for just, you know, it's just like, oh, this is what happens every time. Like, oh, sometimes people do it in bathtubs. It's like, well, sometimes people do it in fields. Sometimes people do it, like, literally, you know, there's even an expression for when people do it in the bathroom and on an airplane. Like, yeah. bathtubs is just kind of an arbitrary thing to add in. Like, yeah, it's very common bathtubs. for people to do it in beds. So it's not like half the time they're doing it in bathtubs. Yeah. Also, bathtub sex, not that great because... Very awkward. Very awkward. Not comfortable. Water washes away, lubrication... Oh, yeah. Uh. Depends. Oh, for some reason, I was like, there's no water in there. Of course, there's water in the bathtub. Wow, well, there probably is. <laughs> Which also, like, well, if, if you do it in a spa pool, that encourages bacteria as well. It's just not a good time. Maybe Anonymous's dad. <laughs> this is, sorry, this is, like, too far. But yeah. maybe Anonymous's dad did sing in the bathtub because he was into golden showers. Maybe. But I feel bad for anonymous now. Like, why do you have to put that out there? I might edit that out. (laughs) Please don't. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, I want to think of another time like I had a, like a childhood misconception, and I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna happen. This isn't a sex one, but like I've always had really bad allergies. So when I was a kid, finally my nose like was cleared, and I was like going around the house sniffing everything. And then I kind of like met eyes with my dog, and I was like, what if now? <laughs> I turn into a dog. <laughs> it's like maybe my sense of smell's gotten really good because I'm turning into a dog. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just staring to a hundred. Like, okay. <laughs> also, I think I've always had a fear of humans turning into animals because I really, really mm. hated the movie The Lobster. Which is, like, where you have to couple up, and if you don't get in a couple, you get turned into an animal of your choice. And I just hated that movie, because I just found it so disturbing. Because people turning into animals really scares me. Yeah, it'd be kind of a weird change of life. Yeah. It's it's a weird movie. Anyway. Elisa, from Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In, says, I used to think you peed out of your clit until I was, like, 20. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> that was different from what we were saying before, like the vagina urethra yeah. confusion. That's like a whole that's other like thing. way out there. But it kind of makes sense because a clitoris kind of looks like a tiny penis head. And pee comes out of a penis head. Yeah. So it, the logic kind of works. Yeah. And the urethra is just underneath the clitoris and above the vagina. Yeah. So, sure. Jessica from The Friendly Atheist says, I thought you were asleep when you had sex when I was a kiddo. I think because it's often in bed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bed thing makes sense. Because what else would you do in a bed when you're a kid? Sleep. Yeah. I like that kid logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to the bathtub thing. It's just kind of like, ah. Huh. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that makes sense to you me. You make in it mind. in the bathroom. Yes, you'd made naked when you have sex. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley from Keep It Weird. I remember in eighth grade, my friend Natalie came came to me and told me that a boy told her that he wanted to finger her. And I was like, what does that mean? And she told me, and I was like, gross, why what? (laughs) (laughs) This was before I started wearing tampons, so I didn't even know that there was a hole there. Um, And when I found out, I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why someone would want to put their fingers in it. And that's a fair call. Fair call. Because no one likes fingering. I was reading this really good article about it, and it was like, no one, you know, wants you just your finger in there pretty much doing nothing. And, like, it was arguing, yeah, like, penetration's great. G-spot stimulation's great. Clitoral stimulation's great. Combine all of those things and you have amazing sex. Mm. But just, like, putting in your finger into somebody's vagina, some people, will like, don't even move it. That's really not pleasurable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is 8th grade? 10, 11? I thought it was older than that because I thought ninth grade is, like... High school or... Yeah, so eight must be, like, intermediate age. I think it's intermediate age, yeah. so, yeah. like, 10, 11 years old. Or middle school, whatever they mm. call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah just slightly pre-tampon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alicia yeah. from Invitation to Love. <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. 
oh my god, I also did not realise that there is a hole there until way after I learned about intercourse. I guess I thought that penis just like rested up there horizontally. <laughs> this is extremely embarrassing, but as a kid, I visualized it like a hot dog in a bun. My parents sent me to a great after school elective sex ed course, way better than what they taught us in family life in the conservative South, but I somehow didn't get it until I had to use a tampon for the first time. A hot yeah. dog in a bun. I mean, that's a funny image. And it kind of makes sense because if you don't know that you can penetrate anything and the penis has to, like, go in the vagina. Yeah. It must be, like, just in the in the lips. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's a good legitimate way to have sex as well. If anyone's a fan of um, Six Feet Under, there's an episode where Claire's like, I've never had an orgasm. And she manages to have an orgasm because the guy basically does that, the hot dog and a bum thing. But he calls it going against the grain. <laughs> I mean, it, could, it would actually work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you try the hot dog on a bun <laughs> with your partner, let us know how it went. <laughs> Courtney from Spoop Hour says, I thought oral sex meant talking about it, phone sex style, until I was like 15. Low. Low, Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. all of this makes sense in a way, like yeah. kid logic or young adult logic. Growing up having like oral exams for like languages. Yeah. Yeah. You just immediately made me think of going to the dentist and I was like, ow, it hurts so bad. Sick of the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. They use that little mirror thing. I hate that little mirror thing like clanging around inside oh, your yeah. mouth. They're like, you really need to see the hygienist. Let me show you how disgusting you are. <laughs> childhood misconceptions about the dentist Olivia from Super Serious Social Justice when I was a kid I thought that sex was just a man putting his penis in and waiting (laughs) no movement no in and out I didn't realise that it could take any amount of time or that there was ejaculation involved right I think that's kind of what we were saying before, Mr. Finger, just, like, inserting. Yeah. And again, like, you've got part of it figured out. Like, you've got the penetration part, but, like, not the the rhythm or the movement part. Because, again, as a child, why would that occur to you? It just wouldn't. And some animals do have sex that way. It's kind of like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Insert, wait a while, and remove. Or, like, um, octopuses, they have, like, a little pocket, and the other one just puts their tentacle in, and then they just kind of, like sit there like that yeah. and then they ejaculate and then it's done and god you... our sex is so much better than most animals yeah. <laughs> you can have sex that way no movement no in and out and if receiver is particularly skilled with some like muscle contractions things happen anyway we're getting ideas from these childhood misconceptions alright so if you've had hot dog and a bun sex tell us about it if you've had just put your penis in there and don't move sex please tell us about it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> High expectations podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Melody from Heaving Bosoms, a romance novel podcast. Up until about junior high, I was a little confused about what happened after P went into V. I had a conversation with my mom and it went like this Mom, Mel, did you know what happens when people have sex? Me. Well, I know. The boy puts his penis into the girl. And then I think he pees in her. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is in front of a middle school friend. They both laughed at me and mum said, well, close, but after they move around a little, it just happens naturally. It's not pee. I was too embarrassed to ask what it was. It happened. <laughs> this is great yeah such a good idea for a podcast (laughs) i just feel like i've had like every single possible misconception at this point but there's more yeah there's more yeah the pain thing that's kind of left out of a lot of like education like the explanations that you hear like oh the semen goes into the egg whatever but you never find out oh the semen comes out and there's big bursts of like white liquid or whatever <laughs> and it's just like oh well it comes out of the penis must be pee because <laughs> that's whatever. where pee comes out literally it comes out of yeah I think there's some more pee talk coming out oh yay Erin <laughs> from Heaving Bosoms a romance novel podcast for the same one I was really scared Really scared? Eating out actually meant teeth and chewing were involved. The more you know. <laughs> Why is it called eating out, though? I think like, I've had this mm. conversation before where we're like, it's if it's eating out, I guess it's like a lollipop or an ice block. But it, it's really not as descriptive yeah. as it could be. When I was growing up, it was called licking out. That makes more sense. Then, no one says that anymore, though. Yeah. And then it became eating out later on. Or you had, like, licking out and eating pussy. Right. Yep. And then eating out kind of merges them together, I guess. I guess it's just really crass, and it makes you feel like, ooh, associating something like, I don't know, like eating, which in a way could be construed as quite violent, you know, like gnashing your teeth yeah. with sex, just to make sex deliberately feel uncomfortable. Mm. Like, I feel like that's the point of eating out. Just to, like, make you feel like, ooh. <laughs> Might be a good time to bring up one of my minor childhood misconceptions. Yes. When I was at some age, I don't know where it was, far too young though, I heard about oral sex from my cousin of mine, who somehow found out about this through friends, whatever. And he was telling me how the way that you go down on a woman involves this is a gross verb i'm so sorry slurping at their juices your cousin's okay (laughs) i was young enough that i had no idea about arousal lubrications or anything so i was like juices he must mean pee (laughs) why would you want to slurp on pee that's gross (laughs) that is gross in all fairness yeah and, you know, now I'm older, I know exactly what he meant, and I'm still glad there's no slurping involved. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. I guess it's kind of like the same thing as my childhood misconception about, you know, P and V intercourse. I didn't understand the concept of erections, so I kind of just thought, like, the flaccid penis kind of mashes up against yeah. the vagina <laughs> somehow. <laughs> My mom was pretty good at teaching me anatomy. I'm pretty sure I knew about my vagina and my urethra and that I had to call it a vulva and not a vagina because the whole area isn't the vagina. It's a vulva. And she'd she'd always be like, you mean a vulva. And we had a vulva growing up. So I was like, you mean like the car? It is kind of vagina colored, I guess. And I was always like, hee hee, vulva. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, you know, I knew about, like, erections, but I didn't realize they were, like, a sex function. Yeah. It's just something that happens, you know. Okay, where are we at? Rachel says, I thought once you started menstruating that it happened 24-7 till menopause. Oh, my God, that would be horrible. Uh, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought menstruating lasted, like, a day or, like, I don't know, an hour or something, and then it was done. And then when I got my period, I was like, why is it going for so long? And my mum was like, what do you mean? Why is it going for so long? I was like, but it keeps just coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to end, mum! Anyway. Four to six days. (laughs) Sometimes even seven. (laughs) (laughs) Janet from Bitch With Me. Okay. When I was really little, I thought sex could only happen in a pool or a hot tub. Another one of these people. (laughs) (laughs) was info I was told from a couple of older girls. I was five and they were seven. So our combined knowledge was really working against us. Lol. (laughs) Hot tub sex. In and out. In and out. Trust those hands. (laughs) (laughs) And if... I think that's my favourite one so far, and I'm not sure why. I think it's like, can you just throw in there that sometimes it's in a bathtub? So like, that's a way to just confuse the fuck out of your kids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Giving them more information than they require. <laughs> Anonymous. I grew up in a Catholic household and with low self-esteem. Wait for it. I'm getting there. Sex was for when you were married and you want to have kids. I never thought I would get married because who would marry me? Oh, no. Sad, right? That is so sad. I feel, I feel that. It's like I had really low self-esteem as a kid as well. Mm. I was like, who'd want to be friends with me? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I still have that anxiety to this day where I think no one wants to be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have really bad sex education here, and I learned sperm reaches the egg, woman has egg, man has sperm, the end. Never occurred to me how it made, how it was made together. Since it was a suppress of your emotional childhood, I became pretty good at being ignorant of normal sexual responses from my body. Um, I used to think I was peeing on myself a little. I didn't know that fluid came out when aroused. Too embarrassed to ask or even get it checked out. Mm-hmm. This peeing is just like coming up time and time again. Well, it's what your genitals do when you're a kid. They do nothing else, pretty much. I mean, like I know that you'd like discover, like, oh, there's some sexual pleasure here, but it's kind of, you know, few yeah. and far between. Yeah. Mainly you're just like, oh, the function of this is to pee. <laughs> and it's like, oh, actually, there's so much more. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually think, like, mm. a lot of these stories that are coming out, like, it's not really funny and stuff, just on a serious note, I just think that the lack of sexual education, even here in New Zealand, it's just, it's just not okay. Yeah. Like it's the, improving. The more informed young people are about sex... The, the better they'll be at making these decisions, you know? If mm-hmm. they're going to choose to have sex, which they're perfectly within their right to do from a certain, you know, emotional maturity, yeah, they should know about contraception. They should know about condoms. They should know about yep. STIs. They should know how sex works and how to be safe. And how to not have sex. 
when it's for someone that they don't want to have sex with. Yeah, about consent as well. Yeah, that's a really important part of sex education that's probably left out a lot of the time. And that's definitely something that should be forced on boys. Yeah. Like, if a girl says no, she means no. And she can say no at any time. Yep. Your penis could be just touching the vagina. <laughs> or even a little bit inside. And she said no, you take it out. Yeah. That's what we should we should teach young boys to say. Yeah. Even if your penis is a little bit in there, you got to take it out. <laughs> I don't care. you got to take it out. <laughs> take, it Aww, out. take it out. Take it out, put it away. <laughs> put it away. Go to the movies or something. Yeah. <laughs> but for this, yeah, it's a bit about being, who would want to even marry me? The, the self-esteem is heartbreaking. It is. I relate and, to it so hard as well. Yeah. I think it's quite a common childhood anxiety, like, how it's impossible to find someone to get married, so. Yeah, I think, like, as a child, I was often like, well, how do you get from A to B? Like, I can't imagine either flirting with somebody or, like, having somebody like me back or, Mm. you know. Having low self-esteem from when you're a kid really puts you on the back foot immediately. Yeah. And I think it, like, even as you get more confident and sure of yourself, it kind of follows you throughout your whole life because, like, you could be having, like, a great day and then every so often your brain is just like, you suck and you deserve no friends and you don't deserve anything good in life. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. I've been listening to this voice since I was a child. It's pretty loud. It's pretty strong. But I know what you look like, Anonymous, and I think you're attractive. Woo! I don't know what you look like, but um, I'm sure you're attractive. And you have a really great personality and you're very well liked, so I hope that low self-esteem is gone. Horny from the dirty bits. Due to a fundamentalist upbringing, here we go again, legit believed if I had premarital sex that the earth would split open and Satan would swallow me into the depths of hell, as well as believing the pill and condom wouldn't prevent pregnancy if you had sex outside of marriage. And if you like those of the same sex, you got AIDS. (laughs) Now, I'm a five on the Kinsey scale. And host a podcast about the sexy and salacious bits from history. Sorry, not sorry, mom. <laughs> awesome. There's so much to unpack here. Premarital sex. Earth would split open and Satan would swallow me into the depths of hell. And also believing that the pill and condom wouldn't prevent pregnancy. Because just God just knows and then like just makes yeah. those contraceptives void. I don't understand, but yeah. Oh. But also like, you, be- you legit believe it. Yeah. But people are having premarital sex and the earth isn't splitting open and swallowing people. You would hear about it. Maybe. Maybe you're in a bubble where you Maybe we just don't talk about those people. Yeah. We just don't think about it. (laughs) But yeah. But I'm very glad that Tawny is now grown up and able to express her sexuality. Yeah, that's awesome. Without fear. Yep. Sorry, not sorry. I like it. Actually, this is... Do we have any more to read up? That's all the submissions. Um, I was just thinking, like, a lot of these are quite, you know, as a society and our sexual education, quite heteronormative. Mm. And I think we pride ourselves on being quite a queer-themed podcast. So maybe we we should talk a little bit about sexual misconceptions about queer sex. Yeah. Okay, so I guess, like, the first thing is, like, what do women even do in bed? What do women do? I guess they they scissor, right? Scissor? (laughs) They scissor. So, like, scissoring is... Something that some people do, but it's not in any way their main form of sex. So I think people assume that when you're in a queer relationship, you're going to try to recreate what is kind of the, I guess, the glorified pinnacle of 
heteronormative sex, which is penetrative sex. Yeah. So women scissor and men have anal sex. Yeah. Both aren't really true. No. I mean, men certainly have anal sex (laughs) and women scissor, but it's not the main way people have sex in a queer relationship. There's lots of different kinds of ways you have sex. I'm sure there are queer couples out there that are, like, having anal sex on the reg every night. Yeah. But that's just not necessarily what people do. A lot of people have, you know, hand sex, digital sex. Yes, hand, fingers, tongue. Hand, fingers, tongue, yep, oral is a huge thing. Knees. And there's a lot of foreplay and, you know, it doesn't have to be both people get off. You know, we've discussed all this before. Yeah. You know? I th- yeah, I think that's the biggest misconception that needs to be. And for just straight sex as well. This idea that penetrative sex um, or genital to genital sex yeah. is like the pinnacle or the ultimate sex that all of your foreplay should be leading towards. Yeah. And oral sex, you know, sex with hands, if it, if it gets you off, it's sex. It's... Yeah. It's not and getting full off, play. And getting off doesn't have to be the goal. Exactly. That too. Just be getting, making yourselves feel good. <clears throat> so it doesn't... Exactly. I guess getting you off is an orgasm, but I just meant like whatever turns you on. Yeah. Exactly. That's sex. Exactly. Some people can orgasm from having their earlobes played with. That's right. So, I mean, a lot of people be like, oh, playing with earlobes, that's definitely full play. Not for some people. Yeah, that's full on sex. Yep. So, um, if you decide this week to have non-penis-centric and non-orgasm centric sex let us know how it goes <laughs> hot dog and bun hot dog and bun what was the second one uh, no in and out sex no in and out sex and no penis and vagina sex and vagina sex and no orgasm sex yeah give it a try expand your horizons about the gay the gay male sex anal sex is for some couples is used as a special treat yeah or they never have it yeah or they have it regularly <laughs> because some people like a bit more like prep. If you have anal sex, take it slow. Don't rush in. Like all of those things apply to queer relationships as well. Yeah. Yep. By the time that I finish with my grand finale, Jaslyn's childhood sex misconception. Let me set the scene. You're a married couple. You want to make a baby. You're obviously virgins because why would you have sex recreationally? You get swallowed by Satan in the world. You get swallowed by Satan. So here's what happens when you're having sex in my world. This is how you have sex. You go to separate rooms in the house. <laughs> you take off all of your clothes. You then meet up somewhere central, perhaps a hallway or another neutral room. There's no bed involved. <laughs> this is the first time you ever see each other naked. And you say, well, here's me naked. <laughs> and they say, yeah, well, here's me naked. The man then takes his flaccid penis, <laughs> basically jams it up inside the completely dry vagina. <laughs> this is all happening standing up, by the way. You're standing up having this weird flaccid vaginal sex. You then just kind of stand there and you know, the, the inception happens. <laughs> but because vaginas are kind of tight and dry... The penis might get stuck in there. In fact, there's a high chance it gets stuck in there. So then you have to go to the hospital, still stuck together, and sheepishly admit, yeah, we were trying to make a baby, we had sex, we got stuck together. And they would have to separate you somehow. And it'd be this huge embarrassment. Yeah. That's why no one talks about sex and no one does it. Yeah. Most of the time, unless they want to make a baby. That's it. 
that's sex. <laughs> because I had no concept of recreational sex. <laughs> the idea of seeing, you know, you see your lover naked was weird, because why would you want to do that? Yeah. And I didn't know about having sex in a bed. So, obviously, you meet up somewhere <laughs> central. That's, that's my favourite bit. In a room. <laughs> a neutral room. Yeah. So, you chose a hallway. <laughs> yeah. This is just, this is just a disaster. It's just well, like yeah, the most unromantic sex I've ever heard of. Well, of course, it's not romantic. It's functional. <laughs> and you're standing up anyway, so where's the, where's the matter where you have it? Because... It's not like there's any, like, fluids and we're, like, looking out like, I get why, I get why to a child it would be arbitrary to have, like, sex in the bedroom. It's like, why would... Because you didn't get the concept of the bed. Yeah. So you were like, oh, we have sex somewhere. But, like, why were you, like, the special place where you make a baby is the hallway. <laughs> it's just, like, a hallway is a transit from one room to another. It's not yeah. even a room. But in my mind... It's a way. <laughs> but in my mind, it wasn't anything at all sexy anyway, so... But like, what do you do in the lounge? Like, you're just yeah. chilling out watching TV and you're like, why don't we make a baby? You're like, nah, hallway. Definitely hallway. Yeah. So your final task, <laughs> dear listeners, if you have hallway in your home, have sex in it. Have sex in the hallway. Let us know how it goes. Let us know if you get pregnant. Try and do it standing up if you can. Try and do it with a flaccid, non-moist vagina. <laughs> yeah. Flaccid penis and non-moist vagina. Try just and sex, see if it works. <laughs> Take care. Um, this is a question. Considering you don't have a hallway in here, where do you have sex? Um, that little nook between the fridge <laughs> and the bedroom. <laughs> Good to know. Goodbye. Hi, this is Olivia from Super Serious Social Justice at sssjcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, you better go tell one of your friends and maybe a couple of their friends too. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or just leave a comment on this post. You can find High Expectations on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Oh, we met. And then we had anal immediately. Sometimes you just want a quick handy. Yeah. <laughs> just like with straight couples. <laughs>